How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody, to the Scale Up Show. This is your host, Ryan Staley, and I have a very special guest with me today. I have Sunan Kanuganti. He is a two-time venture-backed entrepreneur, AI enthusiast, and accessibility champion. He was awarded the Forbes 40 Under 40 and the Smithsonian's Top Innovator to Watch Awards and is the co-founder and chief executive officer of Personal AI. Suman, welcome. Happy to have you on the show, man. Ryan, I'm glad to be here and excited as well. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to cut it up. So let's give you, the listener, an understanding of where we're at in the journey. So walk us through exactly where you're at in terms of your ARR. Well, we are less than a million ARR at this time, and the company is around three years old. We just uh, indeed closed our beta launch and then about to open up a public release of our product. So, you know, super exciting times uh, as the company is shifting from heavy research, development, experimentation phase to actually go-to-market phase. Nice. Well, that's a perfect transition. What is your go-to-market? What are you going to be, man? What are you going to do? Not when you grow up, but right now. Like, What's the go-to-market? <laughs> oh dear. Uh, well, we are about to serve basically everyday consumers, right? Uh, it's a consumer AI product. It's actually going to be a messaging application where people can communicate with other people. The big di- difference than communicating with any other messaging app to personal AI messaging app is that anything that you send to anybody or to yourself will be trained by your AI. That means you never have to say it again. So any incoming message that you normally get to you, your AI, which is your personal AI, which is your model, which is your voice and style, will you know, automatically provide you a suggestion. Um, we see few different groups that are attracted to come on board early on, uh, starting from like student groups and community groups, as well as uh, you know, uh, client relationships, like you know, coach and clients. Uh, those are the people that we potentially uh, see um, coming onto the platform. But the key for us is it's a everyday consumer product and for everyday people. Okay. Love it. So how big is your team then? We are around 20 people right now. And uh, it's uh, half of them are in San Diego and the rest of them are throughout the, throughout the world. Um, a large portion of it, like outside the United States as well. Um, so, you know, have engineering AI and, you know, operations and go to market is the current composition. Okay. And you said, you said a 20, right? Just under, mm-hmm. okay. I just want to make sure yeah. I heard you correctly. The other thing I didn't ask you, so it's a B2C app, it sounds like, right? So are, what's, what's your plan of attack for user acquisition then? That's the one thing I didn't get out of what you said on the go to market side. Are you... Are you doing paid ads? Are you doing organic? I mean, what's kind of the approach? Yeah, initially it's going to be organic, um, primarily because it's a network-driven application, meaning, you know, uh, there are people coming in, want to create their own AIs and kind of share with their people. And for the fact that you have a built-in network, we would want to leverage the built-in network uh, capabilities of the application itself. Uh, Beyond that, um, we do have affiliate programs. We do have influencers who are talking about how to perfectly leverage their own personal AI for their own behalf. That kind of 
you know, creates another you know lead generation uh, which I think is good because initially you want people who has uh, the network of benefit understood and the value is created between a group of people. Um, eventually, we'll likely get to the ads, but I think the current focus is mostly on engaging the in-app uh, network, engaging influencers and affiliates, as well as being uh, super active on social uh, media and communicating the benefits of what does personal AI mean in the world of AI and what does it mean to the consumer? What does it mean to have you know, owning ownership of your data, ownership of your AI. So I think there's a lot of education as a company that we have to do, and there is a responsibility for us to do it because we are very much on AI for consumers and we want to do it right. So there's a lot of elements that goes with it, which we can probably dig into, but uh, that education itself is a, uh, a good market strategy, if you will, you know, for expanding the user base to switch to personal AI. Okay, so you're, you're taking an influencer approach or a thought leader uh, leveraging social media and then kind of going that route. So yep. what, how, I guess like, I know you walked through in both your answers already, like your solution a little bit, but like at its core, like for people to answer questions or to answer questions on your behalf, so you don't have to do it again, all that kind of stuff. Like, I guess like what's, what's the, the vision and, and outcome like I, I pop on a personal AI today, right? I know I can't because it's it hasn't been launched technically yet, right? But if I could, or maybe it just got launched, right? So um, how how like would I start using it day to day? Yeah, yeah. So we think about it as like you know three specific problems that we are addressing, you know, with personal AI, right? So one is forget. We forget eighty percent entry days. That's like given for us. So how do we technology to, you know, essentially augment, you know, our own self, all the experiences that we can consume. And the second thing is time, which is we have limited time and we cannot, you know, speak, address, communicate, message with all the people around us and the demand on us maybe even more than otherwise that we could keep up with. So these two uh, leads into how we think about you know, relationships and deepening relationships, uh, which is if you don't have time, then I am not responding to my sister. If I cannot remember, then I'm not, you know, fulfilling the question or surfacing things are not doing my job enough to my colleague or community member, right? So at the core, we created something called a memory stack that essentially is a digital memory vault of you. It's, it's like a digital library of you. That's one product. And the second thing is it's a personal model. So I'm sure you are into AI. But this model actually does not depend on large language model, but it's a unique model that is trained entirely on your memory stack, right? And that's, a, that's how ultra personal it is. It has your voice, your facts, your knowledge, you know, your style. So these two basically we surface and create an experience into this messaging application because that's how we establish relationships with people, right? And it's super simple and easy to understand. Um, uh, so the the the, the integration is on a day-to-day -day basis, you would uh, communicate with other people, you would create groups and, and you, know, you know, basically have specific topics that you would want to get. But along the way, any message that you send to anybody or to yourself, it is being trained on, right? Uh, and you will have your co-pilot, you will have your autopilot, it will understand all the instructions and all the prompts if you want to 
work with yourself and extract information, or generate content and things of that nature. But the key in here is it is a personal model that is unique and entirely trained for you. So everybody gets their own model. Okay. So when you're saying your own unique voice, your own unique like tone and, and whatnot, are you saying that I could have this and then plug it into, so like I get tons of direct messages, right? Plug it into that and respond on my behalf. Um, when you say your voice, are you talking like also like audio, like it records your voice and then it integrates it into consistent messaging flow or like, is that where you're, where you're talking about or am I way off on some of this? Which is only text. Uh, no, voice cloning is actually roadmap, but not immediately available in the application. But on the former, absolutely right. Uh, the reason we have integrated into the use case of the messaging is you can essentially set your, you know, uh, communication into a co-pilot mode, which is me sending Ryan a message and maybe asking a question, maybe having a conversation. But since your AI is with you and knows you, if it understands the context of what I'm saying, it will provide a suggestions from within your own facts and opinions, right? And that's what I mean by style, which is like your style or an expression of how you would explain, let's say an AI or a blockchain or talk about kids, right? You know, there is a particular tone to it, but there is particular factual information associated with it. So because it's so personal to you, you would want to like, oh, of course, you know, uh, click send if you would like. But over a period of time, let's say, you know, with your you know, friends or families or colleagues, you will establish trust to a certain group of people and you probably have certain specific topics that you always communicate. You can choose to set your AI in an autopilot mode, very similar to, you know, when you're on an airplane, you set your airplane mode and you cannot communicate with anybody. But, you, you know, people can extract value from you, your thoughts in their communication if you choose to on autopilot mode. So yeah, that's, that's exactly how you should expect. And uh, the future iterations of personal AI will um, incorporate the voice cloning aspect as well, mm -hmm. but it's not in the application as of today that we are releasing. Okay, excellent. And then are you going finishing up kind of the, the rundown? Are you guys bootstrapped or funded? Uh, we are funded. We have thus far raised 8.4 million in our seed financing. And we are actually, depending on when this will be published, uh, doing we'll be doing our series of financing. Okay, excellent. And so are you like, in terms of looking at this, like why did you decide to get funding versus build it on your own? Um, it does require good amounts of research uh, for this company. Uh, specifically, the language models that we have built are unique um, that it requires a lot of development. Um, so first one, two years is all about research and development, talking to people to figure out what kind of, even the UX, like what does it mean to have your own personal AI? Like how do you integrate this into daily life? Is it a plugin? No, it's not a plugin. Why is this a native app? Well, because we want to have people own their data. We want to have people own their models. And we also optimize these models to be so small that it can actually run on your phone. So we want to have people own it as well, right? So the number of different pieces that goes into investing to get to a point where we are right now, and unfortunately, I couldn't just bootstrap because it's not a overnight uh, development and product. Um, 
as much as you know we needed some funding to oh, yeah. get to where we are. So are you are you going freemium yeah. first? Or are you going low cost or like what's kind of the, gonna be the pricing model? Yeah, it's gonna be freemium. It's gonna be a free product and uh, goes into the fundamental ethos of what we are and who we are. The thing, Ryan, is you know today, pretty much like any messages that you send to anybody in any other platforms, you own nothing. Like like literally, you are giving away data to everybody else. So our core thesis and the core product is: what if you know you own all this data, and what if you are generating this model for yourself that will help you? You know, establish a deeper connection on databases. So it literally is a free application. You can think about any other message application, right? Where you can simply invite other people. You can create groups. You can, you know, start communicating with other people. And along the way, your AI will start, you know, training by itself. Like it's an automated training system, given how smart it is. Uh, and we, there is a, a limitation on how much. AI interactions, the freemium, the fract will support. So, you know, for, a, for, for, for small businesses, for community groups, for influencers, for thought leaders, for, you know, um, uh, you know clients and customers, they will start hitting the limits and, and those are the people who will pay for the subscriptions. But for everyday consumers, it's free. Okay, so that, your AI creation is also free. That's how you plan on monetizing, eventually bringing it to businesses and stuff like that. Yeah, eventually there is more demand on the AI because uh, you are starting to replicate your time. People will pay for your time. They're starting to replicate your opinions and thoughts on how you express, which is also costly, right? And so this is about investing in yourself. You know, we all invest time in going to gym and like, you know, spend 100 bucks, 200 bucks on a monthly basis, you know, so that way we can do fit. This is, an, this is a product where it's a digital asset that only accrues value in time because your memory stack grows in time, mm -hmm. your model grows in time, how much it represents of you grows in time. So it creates value to you today, to the people around you tomorrow, and to your grandkids and the future grandkids, you know, forever into the future. Right? So we think of it as an asset okay. that you that everybody should have. That's 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 an interesting concept. So like, and I haven't heard a lot of people talk about that. I mean, I guess you have, you, you hear about people like, I mean, and this is more like Ray Kurzweil talk where you upload your brain to the cloud, right? Um, this is, this is not that, but it's kind of heading down that path and not in a negative way or anything like that, but just so that I don't want to say there's more evergreen ability with your memory, but it sounds like that's, that's kind of where you're heading, right? So yeah, that's, that's, that, yeah that's, that's right, except that it doesn't start with upload process, it starts with the communication process. And uh, you do still have these mechanisms to upload, you know, historical information if you would choose to. So that way you can bootstrap your AI faster, so that way it knows more of you, right? But it's still centered around, yeah, you. That's cool. I love that. So, like, I guess, I, I want to take this two different ways, right? So. I want to take this. Okay, so we go down this route. You launch it to the public. It's it's going well. You know, two years down the road, like where are you at in the business? And then like where, um, where's like the business model at? I'm just I'm just curious. This is really unique what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at any of the past messaging applications, you know there is certain 
There's trends. Yeah. And so then, text, there's WhatsApp, there's social media messengers across Facebook, LinkedIn, exactly. whatever, right? They're all over the place. Tell them so there's a lot of data around it, right? Yeah. There's a lot of data around how this will spread. And fundamentally, every messaging app solved a unique problem. WhatsApp solved a unique problem of like global messaging so that way you don't you know, get charged on the text messaging. Snapchat has a interesting problem of ephemeral messages that targeted and attracted a few people. Telegram and Signal takes an approach of like a privacy-centric where your data is not going to servers, but it is locally stored on your devices, right? And for personal AI, it's about you're not only communicating in this, which is a human-to-human messaging app, but you have these AIs that are continuously getting trained and you're getting just better and better at, you know, communicating with other people, but also, you know, creating a self of you, right? So I would want to attract, you know, millions in a couple of years to be on this platform who are, you know, communicating either for free, but a small portion of those people will be a you know paying customer, paying users, right? That will be the revenue generation for the company and ultimately the business will start to grow. Um, but even if you think about like the process of how that's gonna happen, we need to make these AIs valuable before people can start you know, paying. The beauty is when it's, it's, a, it's a personal model that can actually be as effective as one memory. What does it mean? Let's just say, Ryan, you know, you asked me about what my professional life is, right? And initially, I, you know, communicated with you, I've done so-and-so things. But if you ask, like me in personal AI, it's likely that my AI in the co-pilot mode automatically provided me that suggestion to send to you because it already knows it, right? So it starts with, like, it starts with the context of what is that incoming message and what kind of data corpus that you have in your stack. Um, and as people get more and more coverage, if you will, of their own lives to be able to help you, not only in the knowledge perspective, but also in the day-to-day basis. For example, you know, if you text me like, Saman, when are you coming back from India? Right, I send you, I type the message back to you, which is like, hey dude, you know, I'm coming on 31st, I'll be there for New Year, right? And somebody else will ask me, Dude, are you going to be attending this New Year party because I heard you are in India? It's like, yes, I'm going to be there because I already told somebody else that I'm going to be there, right? So it's, it's yes, you think about it as like productivity, but it's also about like somebody knows you more than you would probably know yourself because we also have this problem of forgetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So, so it, it all like kind of comes together into an integrated like everyday experience where this thing is not a service. This thing is yours. And you are in charge of how this will shape and how it will represent you. Hello, this is Ryan here. Real quick, if you are enjoying this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a comment or review. If you want more help or just want to learn more about what the top SaaS CEOs and founders are doing, check out my website at www.ryanstaley.io. Join my newsletter, check out other free content resources I have there, and let me know if you want to scale your business. Now back to the episode. So let's say I've been using this and, and I'm, I don't normally ask these types of questions, but I'm just 
kind of fascinated with what you're doing and it's a very different model, right? So let's say I've been using, and I know this is crystal ballish, right? But I've been using your solution for five years now. I was going to say 10, but I'll, I'll make it easy. I'm using your solution five years from now. Like, what would that look like with, with the vision that you have right now? Like, if I'm an end user, I've been using it for five years, um, religiously, I've gotten a lot of usage out of it. Like, what's possible for me now that my own personal AI has all that data? Um, of how I communicate, how I interact, and what I think. I've been pushing my data to my personal AI over the past couple of years because that's where we had like a stable system to get the memory stack going. And within less than two years, it already covers, I should say, 70 to 80% of normal conversations now on a day-to-day basis, right? That includes what my philosophies are, what my family is, what my history is, where did I come from, like how I think about things, what is my thesis around you know, serving blind people, why am I serving everyday consumers with personal AI, like you name it, right? Like all these conversations that you're asking me right now, I, you could like literally have that interview you know, with me in personal AI and in the autopilot mode, it, it will service like still 70 to 80% of it. Uh, and I, the, the, the most interesting thing I'll tell you a story, okay? Uh, over the weekend, Zoe, because we talked about our kids, she came in because she, she remembers that I work on AIs because I always ask like, hey, what are you working on? And, and one time she asked me, so why are you working on, why are you creating your AI? So I explained her, um, well, because my team and my friends can talk to me, I play with you. And she's like, oh, so I can create my AI as well, you know, so that way I can play with my friends can talk to me. But, but the most interesting concept is, like, she came over and she sitting next to me and it's like, okay, does your AI kind of knows me? And then immediately asked, like, who is Zoe Kanigante? And then she started reading the response. And I thought that was, like, really beautiful because it, it just knows, like, so much corpus of me in from the personal side and the, from the professional side. Uh, I can see how this is going to be useful in the future for the future generations. Just having a me and my experiences that can be useful. Yes, it is useful to me today because my team uses it. I use it. I communicate it. There's like a bunch of things that are happening. It's super productive and I get a kick off it because it's so much fun. But even after I pass away, there is still something of me that represents unique to me. So I, so I think it's very powerful. So kind of like, did you see the, uh, wait, this is, I, I didn't think of this until we were, you were talking right now about passing away. We don't want that. To, we don't want that to happen, Suman, right? We, we, we get, you know, well, I'm sure people will never pass away once we, once we have some of these breakthroughs coming up that are happening over the next few years. Uh, but the one where there was a, a Steve Jobs chat bot that was created, did you see this one at all? Right? Where? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a good number of chat bots created for even like Elon Musk and Steve Jobs and the other people. Yep. Well, this one was though, they also attached it to voice. So it was Steve Jobs' voice answering the questions like mm-hmm. that you asked. So are you envisioning like a legacy, I don't want to say a legacy play, but a legacy capability. So if someone does pass away, then like they could pass their AI, AI on to their family. Uh, so then you know, they can yeah. have that as, as part of their, their legacy. It already is. There are like beta users who actually built their AI from the past 30 years of them writing their blog posts. And their person is around like 90 years old right now. So their people are already 
leveraging the platform to be able to be themselves. I, and that's the power of it, meaning it's so broad, but it's so unique because it, it's, it's, it's essentially like you are in, in your hands. There, there are people who are training their AI to, you know, be productive with their, you know, clients, if you will, right? And there are influencers who says, you know what, I have like thousands of requests coming out. I cannot keep up. Like, but it would be nice to actually, in my own voice, in my own like ways, I can address it because these people want to engage, but it's just humanly impossible, right? Um, so yeah, so so I I totally think this will be an asset that um, you would own, and that's one of the reasons of the ownership as well. And then in the futures, you will pass on to you or other kids, and that's exactly my point when I talk about like asset. I love that, man. Are you thinking about like attaching it to email and phone as well? Like in the future, is that kind of where you see it? So it's like a full, yeah. a full suite. It already attaches to currently it attaches to Twitter. Like all your tweets go in. Uh, we do have email coming up very soon, depending on when this get published uh, for all your all those communications and uh, for things that you would want to boost up with your knowledge, for example, that is in the documents, that is in Google Drive and things of that nature, you can you can integrate those things as well. Uh, but anything, uh, articles, like, you know, if you have YouTube and this podcast, those can go in as well, right? So anything that you think about, you have expressed and there is a digital footprint of it, I would encourage people to push it into your personal AI. And you can essentially compartmentalize what profile that you would want to create for what purposes. For example, you can have like a family profile that is very specific to your family if you don't want to expose that. You know, you can have a you know, podcast and AI profile that's completely you know, dedicated to your personality around what you do. And Twitter profile is a separate thing. So you can pick and choose and that goes into the details of like, you know, advanced capabilities of like premium personal AI versions for getting bootstrapping faster and serving, you know, thousands of people, right? Uh, that's where the monetization will play a role. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, are you, is that what you're saying? So then if people are using it for business, then are you doing like a a monthly fee? Are you like, how are you, what are you thinking for monetization models? And I know this is early, so with some of this you, you don't feel comfortable talking about or you want to get ahead of yourself, that's fine. I'm just, I'm just curious because it's, like I said, it's a really unique model of what you're doing and um, I'm fascinated by it. No, that's fine because it's public information. It will be public information next Tuesday, so I'm totally cool with it. Um, yeah, so everybody gets their personal AI for free. So we already talked about it. And the advanced capabilities and the future capabilities, it starts with as low as uh, five bucks, but the subscription service is 40 bucks uh, on a monthly basis. And the limitation is only one thing. The limitation is how much uh, consulting that you are doing with your own AI for you know creating uh, responses or messages for yourself. Uh, that could be asking a question to yourself, constructing a tweet or a blog from your own AI, or other people like Suman coming into you and sending to Ryan, uh, I'm gonna make some booking. You know what? What is your favorite food? Like you know, because when you're coming to San Diego, I want to treat you with best food, right? And I can, I, and you can simply, you know, your copilot will suggest you, and you can simply click send, right? Uh, and there, there, there is another mode where you can add clones of yourself that goes into a little bit more. Um, uh, what do you call enterprise kind of sales approach where, you know, if you're a Tony Robbins and you are serving like millions of people, then we would have to understand what kind of demand that you are expecting for your personal AI for people communicating with you and how many, 
clones of yourself that you would need. <laughs> uh, but that business model, uh, we haven't rolled out yet. So people who are listening to this, right now there is a uh, you know free product and there is a simple subscription for advanced capabilities and eventually you know we'll add more more functionality to are, are you looking to leverage this with Tony Robbins? Is that is that somebody you're talking to about this or no? I cannot say that. <laughs> I cannot answer that one. <laughs> I love I love TR, man. I love TR. So that's why you, you said that. I was like, oh, that's awesome. If you were to talk to someone like that. It's a good example because everybody at least knows of him. So, But obviously, I cannot represent him in any capacity. Um on this on this podcast. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. I totally get it. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you this, like with with the model that you are in right now. So obviously you've built, you've dug a deep well to get the solution like that dialed in with the research. And then it sounds like the size and, and everything and the training of the models. Like what do you see as like the single biggest challenge in terms of growing the business now that you're ready to go live and and go production wise? Like what do you think is, is going to be the biggest challenge or that you already see like, hey, this is going to be something we're going to have to figure out? Yeah, it's a good question, man. Um, I think awareness, general awareness will be a product thing because, you know, we live in a world where information is information. The more is thrown at you, you will start to believe it, right? Whether there's real information, wrong information, misinformation. But But the thing is, there is so much of like AI that is happening right now, uh, I worry how people will start differentiating what is what and who is who and where are things going in what platform. You know what I mean? Like, So I think I generally think there is an awareness problem and there is people who are generally has an understanding of how AI should be used or how AI should work, uh, which which I'm glad because there is a lot of education, a lot of awareness around what, what can AI do, specifically around the large language models, right? Um, you know, for example, my CTO, one thing that she says is, you know, it's, it's almost like too unreal that we are still living in a world where AI can only work with large amounts of data, right? There are like lots of techniques and foundational models and, you know, things that you can actually build on, you know, small amounts of data. And you know some people are doing it, but our core focus is being able to establish a system, a platform, a thing where every conversations, everything of you belongs to you, and there is a utility associated with it because it is your AI. Mm-hmm. You can actually have a conversation with it, and because it's an asset, it grows with you and 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 learns you. So I think the challenge is just the depth understanding of, you know, care about your privacy, care about owning your data, care about, you know, creating an asset for yourself. Um, because people get married and fall in love with the technology without looking fundamental things on what exact problems that you're solving for and what kind of principles that a particular product or a service has. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think this is probably like some of the challenges that I can articulate uh, but I'm sure, like you know, starting <laughs> starting the business, going to the market, I'm sure there will be other challenges that you have to deal with along the way. Yeah, you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that is like awareness. Uh, the, the most, I mean, people frame it up as attention as well. I've heard, heard that come up a lot over the last mm-hmm. three days mm-hmm. with found, multiple founders, like totally non-related. They're like, I have this amazing product, but I don't have the attention. 
right? Like I have this whole platform built. I don't have the attention. I need the attention, right? So like, I don't know. Um, I could go on and on about that, but that's just something I, I've been hearing as a trend, right? Uh, so I guess we are just about up on time, but why don't I ask you a final question before we could tell everyone where they could find you and uh, how they can get their own personal AI. And in terms of that, I guess my question for you is like, you know, knowing what you know about AI and the deep work that you've done over the last three years plus on this, right? Like, where do you see the future of this heading? Um, and not just a B2C space, but in the B2B to b space for AI over the next three, four, five years? Yeah, I think generally, I mean, it's right. It's right question and it's right frame of mind. And generally, I think there's a lot of investments that are going on. Uh, in AI space across like multiple different uh, industries, if you will. Um, so I think over the next three to four years, though, I think there will still be good amounts of focus on the language models, right? There are fundamental issues with the language models, specifically long, large language models. There is a problem of anonymization. There is a problem of attribution. There's a problem of misinformation. There's a problem of hallucination, right? There are like fundamental core technological problems that exist. Um, uh, that that needs to be solved. So I think there is continuous investments on the language models, generative AI space that will likely happen. Um, and on the flip side, uh, I think the work that we are doing that large language models is not the only way to go about thinking AI, but there is a personal language models and small language models that can actually attract specific use cases such as you know consumer focused application that will happen. So I think. We will be playing a big role in it, uh, I feel. Uh, uh, it's almost like my analogy is 40 years ago, before we know what a personal computer is, it was all this huge computer that sits in the mainframe and you had to go and you had to communicate with it, right? That's what we know and that's what we believe, that's the world. However, alongside uh, there are people who worked for years to create something called personal computer. Right, all of a sudden things have shifted, and right now and today, majority is personal computing. Like everybody has a computer, everybody has a phone. So the era of the idea of general intelligence will continue, which is large language models will shape it. But there will be a new era that will evolve, which will be focused on personal intelligence. Mm. And I believe that is us who will be pushing and trying to figure out what does it mean you know, moving from personal computing to personal intelligence. Yeah. I like that's really interesting and I love that dichotomy. Because I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it that way. I, I've heard of people talk about, you know, the public data models and then the private ones on the enterprise enterprise side or the, the business side. But then there's also private from the personal side, which is kind of what you're talking about, which yeah makes and the private and the business side still uses like large language models, right? So fundamentally, they are like fine-tuned models, which which works. And that's where, so here's the thing. Whenever you are starting to talk about like personal, either it be computing, either it be like AI, you have to start with a novel, unique approach that puts the problem and the consumer first, right? Like, for example... Our pioneer, Mr. Steve Jobs, he said, do not use a computer if you cannot lift, right? Because fundamentally, a personal computer is something that you should be able to lift. So in here, what we are talking is, do not trust an AI that you cannot steer. 
a personal AI is something that you control, you own, you steer. It's very similar. It's no different than me lifting a computer with me and taking with me because I'm con- I'm in control. I'm in charge. So it requires like fundamental novel and new thinking, new models, new research. And that's what personal AI is. And we are now ready to go to market. Yeah. So it's, that's a, I think that's a great note to end on. And that's a really, really good example that you gave right there. So we're, by the way, we'll put, if you, if you want to share with me, um, share with me the link, we'll put it in the show notes or whatever. So people could check it out and, and get their own personal AI. And then where can people find you and where can they learn more about you? Well, I'm in the personal AI world, so people can simply go to s.personal.ai and they can message me right through there. So let's live in the personal AI world and start to gain control of your life. There you go. <laughs> and by the way, everybody can, everybody can do the same thing that I just said. But because we haven't launched and it's coming up very soon, uh, everybody will have the capability to set up ryan.personal.ai and that will be the new way of communicating with people. And, you know, in there, like nobody takes your data and this is, this is your and you will live there forever, forever, beyond lifetime. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Suman, thanks for being on the show, man. I really, I, I loved your philosophy. I mean, some, you definitely introduced me some new concepts that I haven't talked to anybody else about before on the show. And like I told you, I've interviewed probably about 125, 150 CEOs over the last year mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of folks in AI. So. Um, awesome work there, man. You, you you stubbed the host a little bit on this, which is why it was a little bit of a different podcast than I normally do. But um, it was really about trying to just understand what you're doing in the mission and the vision and what you have and what's possible. So thanks for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate all it. right. And thank you for all listening. I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for checking out The Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.